This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Are you making any of these three critical mistakes when learning jazz? Well, today I'm going to show you exactly what they are, how to avoid them, and what to do instead. Coming up. What's up, Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. We want musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another quick win episode of the podcast. On this show, we do tutorials on jazz improv, on jazz theory, jazz standard deep dives, as well as some best practices tutorials like in today's podcast episode. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to never miss out on anything going on here. Now, having taught thousands and thousands of musicians in my Inner Circle membership and in my courses over the years, I've seen some of the same mistakes happen over and over and over again to beginner jazz musicians. I want to help you avoid those and give you the right path forward so that you don't make those same mistakes. Now, keep in mind, I'm being a little bit overly dramatic when I call these jazz crimes. There's really no such thing. However, it's all just in good fun to say if you avoid making these mistakes, then you're going to save tons of practice time, there's tons of frustration, and ultimately you're going to improve in your jazz skills much, much faster than if you were otherwise. Mistake number one is they use scales as the very first place to go when learning how to improvise. Now, that's obviously very standard knowledge is that, hey, you can learn scales to improvise. Like, for example, take a look at this scale map over the jazz standard in a mellow tone. If you look at just those first several chords, you see that over top of the B flat seven, you could play a B flat mixolydian scale, right? So you go out and learn the B flat mixolydian scale. You can play the E flat mixolydian scale over the E flat dominant chord. And then of course, over the A flat major or the A flat six chord, you can play the a flat major scale, right? So those are of just a few scale options and you can keep going with like tons of different options, Dorian and altered over different dominant seventh chords. Now that's all well and good. And technically there's nothing wrong with learning how to play scales to improvise. We call this chord scale theory. And for some, it could actually be a really good tool. However, I do not believe this is the very first place that you should go when learning to improvise. The very first place you go is learning to play chord tones. So take a look at this chord tone map over top of in a mellow tone. And what we're looking at here is the core structure of each one of these chords. And that would be the root, the third, the fifth, and the seventh, right? These are seventh chords. So the reason that we want to really first go to chord tones is because ultimately when we hear our favorite jazz musicians play, they are playing chord changes. And you could take away the band from them and they could just be soloing by themselves. And you can totally hear the chord changes in their solos. The reason is they have mastered chord tones. They know exactly how to resolve to them in their lines. They know them forwards and backwards, and therefore these are the root cornerstone starting blocks that you should be focusing on when trying to figure out what notes to play over top of a jazz standard. So for example, on this chord tone map and in a mellow tone, you can go ahead and walk up that dominant seventh chord and then go ahead and connect it to the nearest chord tone there over top of the E flat seven and then resolve to the A flat 
using the core tones that way. And if you can connect the core tones that way throughout an entire piece, even do this in different octaves, that's where you really start understanding the flow of the tune and identifying where those core tones are on your instrument. So every single time, I would recommend first going to core tones if you want to start filling in the blanks with scales later, that's totally fine. But I would personally spend most of my practice time becoming an absolute expert at mapping out and identifying chord tones of the chords within jazz standards. Mistake number two is they try to copy and paste licks that they learn into their solos. Now, you've probably heard from plenty of jazz educators that you should be learning licks and even solos from the jazz greats, the musicians that you love listening to. And that's really good advice. In fact, it's some of the top advice I usually give, but it's also advice you've heard before, right? You wanna learn jazz vocabulary, you get that vocabulary from them, and hopefully you'll start to understand how jazz improv and the language works better. So that's important work that you should do, but the disconnect comes when we try to just take those ideas and copy and paste them into our solos. I mean, I'm sure that you've experienced this before where you get up to go play your solo and you're thinking, thinking about this particular lick that you want to play and you just try to go for it on this certain chord progression and it sort of doesn't work out. It falls flat. doesn't really sound very musical. And that's because that's really not your organic idea. That's someone else's organic idea that you're trying to force into a certain scenario. So for example, let's take a look at this Jim Hall lick. This is a great lick that I learned from Jim Hall over top of a 2-5-1 chord progression. Sounds like this. Right? 2-5-1. It perfectly outlines the chord changes. In fact, it goes down and up a minor arpeggio for the two chords, so right? Fits perfectly in with playing the chord tones. Outline some altered tones over the five chord. I mean, it's just a great lick. It's awesome. And yes, I would love to play that lick when I'm improvising, but the better thing to do is start to practice figuring out how you can take those ideas and make them their own. So what I would recommend you do instead is start composing as many different musical ideas based off of that lick as possible. So for instance, just off the top of my head, I want to use the first part as a basis, and then I'll fill in the blanks with something else. Just an idea, a totally different ending to that lick. Or let's do something like this. Right? I mean, I just kind of took some of the themes and elements of that Jim Hall lick and added it to my own. And I would just spend lots and lots of time trying to come up with as many ideas as possible, finding the ones I like, actually memorizing those, and those are much more likely to come out in your jazz playing than that Jim Hall lick that I just learned. So learn language, but then compose as many ideas as possible that are your own, and those will come out in your jazz solos much more organically. Now, mistake number three is they learn jazz standards by reading. And I know that as I say this, many people are getting a little bit offended here because lots of people learn jazz standards by reading. They take out a piece of sheet music from the real book and they just read through the melody and they stick to the chords and they're improvising that way. And 100% you can get by that way for sure. However, the common mistake is that you stay stuck in that page. You can't get out of it. This is ultimately not what we want as jazz improvisers, as jazz players. We want to be as far away from the music as possible. So there's a few things you can do. So number one, I would recommend you memorize it. If you don't memorize it, there's going to be a big problem. You're always going to be stuck to the page 
It's always going to be a crutch for you. If I took that page away from you, you wouldn't be able to improvise. You wouldn't be able to play the melody. You wouldn't even remember what the chord changes are. The other thing that you can do, and even if you start doing it in just small increments, is to actually start learning jazz standards by ear. In my Inner Circle membership, that is the one thing that I say to all of my students is at the very, very least, learn the melody by ear. That is the best stepping stone into learning material by ear, and it's ultimately going to help you a lot more, and you're going to learn that jazz standard, remember it for much longer. Totally okay if you don't have the skills to learn chord changes by ear, to use some sheet music, to use a chord map or a chord chart to help you with that and memorize it that way, but also you can slowly learn how to recognize chord progressions yourself so that when you listen to recording, you start recognizing those. So unless you start taking those steps now, you're probably never going to get there. So what I'd love to hear from you in the show notes today is which one of these mistakes are you currently making and what steps are you going to take to start correcting this in the future. And by the way, I do have a really amazing guide, totally free for helping you learn jazz standards by ear. If you heard that last tip and are kind of going like, wow, Brent, I have no idea how to actually get started. That sounds overwhelming. Just go to learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com, learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com. I'll leave that in the show notes as well. And that will give you a free guide on how to start doing that with a five-step simple process. So check that out there. Uh, Hey, this is all for today's Quick Win Podcast episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Really do appreciate that. And we'll see you in the next episode. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.